You know, I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not any type of media personality whatsoever. I'm an average guy. I'm an American who happens to be black. And to tell you the truth, I am quite outraged with what I've been witnessing in my country as of lately. And that is what's compelling me to speak out. I've created this podcast because if I can lend a voice of reason and help somebody who might be on the fence, then it will be worth my time. I do not want to close my eyes for the last time without having said that I tried to change things for the better, that I tried to change my country for the better, that I tried to lend reason to what is absolute anarchy and chaos in the streets, that I tried to lend or to conjure up a better perspective for others about this country and how it's viewed. So don't expect to be listening to something which is polished and all dressed up and fancy and organized because that's not what this is about. This is about me expressing my thoughts, however raw they are, and sharing them with others because I can guarantee that what I say in this podcast will affect someone. It will help someone. And because of the laws of the universe, I can say this with confidence. Now, as an American, I am absolutely floored. I'm appalled about what I've been seeing lately. We have vandals, insurrectionists, rioters, looters, thieves, all running the streets like animals, allegedly demanding justice. But justice for what, I ask myself. In many of the cases, especially the cases in which the police are involved, the shootings or the beatings were justified. Grand juries had heard the testimony and had reviewed the facts and made their decisions. That's the purpose of having a jury. When people are are heard by a jury of their peers they are experiencing the highest form of justice that we know of when the jurors hear the testimony and review the evidence and review the law they are making the best decision that they can make and justice is being dealt but yet There are still riots in the streets after these decisions have been made. No matter who is the attorney general, whether or not he or she is black or white, no matter who the prosecutor are, and irrespective of their corresponding race, it doesn't matter. We're just seeing madness all over the place now. And I never thought in my 30 plus years on this earth that I would see this country which I grew up believing was the greatest country on earth. And that's evidenced by all the many types of peoples around the world trying to get here. I would have never thought that I would see the country degenerate to this level. 
I mean, nowadays we have grown adults, men and women, discussing, seriously contemplating, defunding, or cutting back the police. How can that be a serious conversation in today's world? With all of our history, we know the importance of the police, especially in the high crime areas, which is going to affect minorities and blacks in particular, blacks and Hispanics in particular, more than anyone else. You eliminate the police, you're going to have massive homicides in those communities. You're going to have massive robberies. Crime of every metric is going to go up. It's going to skyrocket. In fact, it's already happening. It's already happening. In New York City, murders are up some 300% over last year. And yet you would think that that alone would send up a red flag for the people in charge to say, okay, maybe we're going in the wrong direction here. Perhaps our rhetoric, the things we're coming out saying, the riots that we're allowing to take place, perhaps they're taking a a toll on this city. Perhaps we should change course. But of course not. We're not seeing that at all. What we're seeing is a lot of pandering and genuflexing and just just outright outright condescension everywhere. And it's driving me nuts to the point where I had to create a podcast. So here I am, blabbering on. The other thing I wanted to mention, this Black Lives Matter movement. Where do I even begin with this one? The movement is outrageous. It makes no sense. If anyone just takes a a, a quick view of their website, you can see they make it very clear what they're standing for. They're against the Western patriarchy. They're against the Western family. I mean, what kind of organization comes out and says that? I'll tell you what kind. A Marxist organization. They are clear Marxists. And they are using black people as a prop. They're using black people to infiltrate popular culture and popular opinion here in America. And guess what? They've been successful. They have been successful. The devil is at work here. And he's busy working away every day, all day. And he's beginning to make ground. And someone has to step up and say enough is enough and stop the nonsense. I'm going to do whatever I can. But at the very least, you'll hear my voice every week. Now, as an, as an American who happens to be black, what do I have to be grateful for for this country? What do I have? Because apparently many, many black Americans don't feel like they have anything to be grateful for. They're being taught in school that America is racist, that it was founded on slavery. And that after slavery, black people were not freed and they were never free and they will never be free and we can't accomplish anything. I mean, these are the things that we're being told, sometimes explicitly and sometimes implicitly. But nevertheless, the message is being communicated. It's being disseminated to the people. What do I say to that? Well, first of all, as a black American, I don't feel like this country owes me anything. I have never been a slave. 
and no white American alive today has been a slave master of mine. So do I believe that white people living today, oh, black people living today, money or anything or even an apology for something that white people of the past did to black people of the past? Of course not. On its face, the idea is ridiculous. A nation, a state can only be just in its own time. America today cannot account for past sins. Forget the fact that the, the, the idea of reparations for blacks would be so complex, it makes no sense. I mean, how would you decide who owes what? <laughs> Especially considering that most white people came over in the 1880s. <laughs> From the 1880s on, after slavery had been abolished. I mean, it, it just gets ridiculous. My people have bled over this soil, have sweated over this soil, and have cried over this soil, and have also died and are buried in this soil. My people help build this country. And who am I talking about exactly when I say my people? Let us be truthful about this. And this is another point that I never hear often. So what exactly do I mean as a black American about my people? Well, the truth is over 80% of black Americans by genetics are not 100% African whatsoever. In fact, some 12 to 25% of most African Americans' genetic makeup is of European ancestry. So let's get that straight. We're not Africans. We are Americans. We are the culmination of slave masters and slaves. Now, slavery was brutal inhumane, horrible. The slave masters raped the slave women. And that is how the African-American or the Negro was created. I actually prefer the Negro, not African-American. Negro seems more, more appropriate. It kind of explains exactly what we are here. So the point I was making is that this country as is just as much mine as it in, as it is anyone else's because my ancestors put a lot into this soil. My ancestors helped build this country. And it's something that I should be proud of. And if they were alive today, they would want me to take advantage of every opportunity that this country offers. And they would want to make sure that they had not lived in vain by me being successful. That would be the best, the best way for me to pay back my ancestors is to be successful here in America. I mean, we fought in every war. There were over 5,000 Negro soldiers in the Revolutionary War fighting alongside George Washington. Many blacks don't know that. 
they believed that all blacks at that time were enslaved. And that's just not true. There were large portions and populations of free blacks. And I always tell people, you have a choice. You have a choice. You can interpret history any way you like to. You can look at it and say, hey, I'm a black American. And you know what? You know, my people were slaves and, you know, I inherited a legacy of slavery. And, you know, I just have to be on the bottom. Or you can look at it as, well, yeah, some of my people, most of my people, in fact, were slaves at one point in the beginning of this country. But many were not. Many were free. Many have never been slaves. Many were patriots who fought in the Revolutionary War and every war since. The fact of the matter is black Americans help build this country. Now, why are black Americans today helping to destroy it? I'll tell you why. Because they are being inundated with critical race theory. Inundated with nonsense about Western patriarchy and women's or gender studies and all this nonsensical information that they've been taught. I thank God that I didn't go straight to college because I would probably have been indoctrinated just like many others. America is exceptional. America is a great place. It's a wonderful country. We have the greatest economy on earth. There are just so many things to be grateful about being American. You don't hear people trying to break, break over and get into Mexico or South America. People are trying to come here, even today in 2020. So why is it that we want to destroy this country? It is because there are certain factions in the United States which are absolutely misguided. They take the country for granted. The, the, the view that they have on history is distorted. They don't understand the exceptionalism of America. They're being taught to hate the country. Some, I, I've, I heard the other day, I was listening to something from uh, Heather McDonald, and she said she had heard one of the students say that he does not read anything written by white males. How asinine is that? But this is the type of vitriol that's being perpetuated in the colleges today. You don't read anything written by white males. You just knocked out a good, probably 80 to 90 percent of anything intellectual there is. How silly. Who cares who wrote it or what the race was? It's about the work. Is the work excellent? Is it something that's uplifting? Will it lift you? Will it expand your mind? Those are the questions you must ask. Irrespective of the race of the author. He has nothing to do with it. It's about whether or not the work will expand the mind. Because once the mind has been expanded, it will never return to its previous dimensions. So when I'm reading works... Those are the questions I ask myself. Is this something that's going to be uplifting? Is this something I'm interested in? Is this something that's going to expand my mind, expand my horizons? I don't care what the author looks like. I just want to know if the work is good. Is it a classic? Has it, has it withstood 
the passage of time. That's what a classic is. Something that remains great over centuries. So why don't we start with the classics? It is very, very self-limiting to tell yourself that you're not going to read anything written by white males or black males or, 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 or any, any person uh, based on their race or gender. That's just silliness. But, you know, people are being taught these things in school today, in colleges, and they're just, they're just eating it up. There's no critical thinking anymore. People don't think for themselves anymore. It's amazing, and it blows my mind. And I'm just tired of it. And it's forcing me to speak out to the point where I'm creating a podcast, <laughs> something I would have never fathomed doing. And here I am, sitting here, blabbering on. But you know what? I've got to do something. So again, America is an exceptional place. And as a black American, understand that your ancestors bled, sweated, died, and cried over this soil. You owe them to become the best you can be. And you know, blacks used to understand that 60, 70 years ago when their families were intact. They understood these things. They understood the importance of hard work. If you go back and look at the facts, black families were doing better then in many ways than they are now. First of all, they were intact. Eight out of 10 black families at that time had a father. Now it's the other way around. Eight out of 10 have no father. So we're, we, we, what we have is a bunch of single mothers raising these young men and women who are growing up to be animalistic in many ways. Now, not all of them, of course, but too many, far too many. It's responsible for part of the carnage that we're experiencing in, the, in, in every major American city where they're blacks. It is why these young men who are raised by women are so emotional and reactionary. You step on their shoe, they'll shoot you because they've been offended. They've been disrespected, you understand? They didn't have a father there to correct them, to show them the way. So the way I see this, I happen to agree with some of the talking points that I hear from many uh, conservatives. I believe that part of the issue here is the breakdown of the family, for sure. And also, a lack of God. Okay, if you go back and you look at this, if you study this, you'll see that around early 1960s, there had been an attack on God in our culture. Children, school children used to used to uh, say prayers. They used to recite prayers every day in schools. And that came under attack. They took the prayers out of school. And they, the, the prayers were, were, were nowhere near offensive. They weren't specific. It was some general prayer referencing uh, the, the Almighty as, as simply God, not as Jesus or Allah or any uh, particular name. It was just God. I forget how the prayers went. I would have to look back into it. But basically, I noticed that the society started going down at that point. So what seems to happen is when you take the male out of the family... When you remove God, what you begin to get 
is an absolute mess. And, and, and what you're seeing in America today is the culmination of 60 or 70 years of an attack on our institutions, of an attack on God, our morals, of an attack on the fabric of our country, of an attack on our families. It has degenerated into what we're seeing today, which is insurrection, which is violence, which is looting, which is rioting, which is outrage, hatred. Many blacks today hate white Americans, whether they realize it or not. They're being indoctrinated to hate white Americans. And I could just see the devil at work in the background, just laughing away as he sows division here in America. Because how do you bring how do you bring down a country like America, one of the strongest, greatest nations on earth? The way you bring down America is not militarily. And places like China and Russia know that. The way to bring down America is to separate her from the inside, is to exploit her weaknesses. And one of the weakest areas we have is race relations, unfortunately. You pit blacks and whites against each other. And everyone else will follow suit. And what you'll, what you'll have is a bunch of division. You'll have mistrust. You'll have outrage. You'll have civil unrest. And I am seeing this take place. It is unfolding before my eyes. And I'm absolutely fed up with it. And if by, if by speaking out and letting my opinion be known every week on this podcast, if I can change a life, if, if I can change a mind, if I can get someone to talk about these issues and to do something about them, then this will not have been in vain. I'm going to try to make these podcasts every Sunday. If anyone has any questions, feel free to email me. Until next time, be safe, be happy, be patriotic, be free, and most of all, be sensible.